We're getting uh, dribs and drabs of some information of what's going to be coming out from the provincial government in just over half an hour. Doug Ford and the chief medical officer of health, Dr. Kieran Moore, will be announcing the vaccination certificate program. Apparently will be in place by the 22nd of September for indoor restaurants, gyms, theaters, concerts, uh, not patios, not retail, uh, and a vax receipt government ID to start following by an app that is expected to be launched later in October. Have you decided to perhaps renegotiate your job, maybe look for some benefits? You know it is an incredibly tight job market out there right now, and you might have an opportunity to you know, get something out of it. I'll tell you a quick story. I've, I've worked here at Global now for 21 years at Global Toronto, and uh, I, at one point I was the anchor of the morning show. And, uh, you know, I was doing a lot of work on the morning show, and I felt like, man, I have a real, you know, I, I, my title, you know, it just didn't represent what I did. And so I went in, you know, and I puffed up my chest, and they, and they, they handed me some title, like, you know, executive editor or some, something. And I walked out all chuffed and thought, you know, that's, I'm walking on top of the world. Look at me. And then I realized that that cost them nothing and gained me nothing. So don't, I don't know about falling for the new titles, but to talk more about the power in the hands of workers, I am pleased to welcome to the program Linda Nazareth, who is a senior fellow at McDonald Laurier Institute and also the host of the Work and the Future podcast. Welcome, Linda. Thanks, Alan. Glad to be here. Let's talk about how historic is this in terms of the power it is giving to workers? Well, you know, it really depends who you are and what your bargaining power is, but it's certainly very different than what we had a year ago where there was really no need for a lot of workers. Now we're coming back pretty quickly. I mean, it's not clear what the fall will bring, but a lot of things have reopened and there's just not enough people. And also for some occupations and some industries, things never slowed down and there was a shortage of some you know, tech workers, professional workers all through the pandemic. So many industries now just can't find exactly who they want in terms of workers. Right. And it is very particular in terms of what industries we're talking about. But in the in-demand column, you know, mm-hmm. how do you see this as a sustained um, trend or something that is contingent on the economy? And there's a lot of people saying, well, the economy may wobble as Delta surges. Well, there's that for sure. I mean, this fall is going to be really uh, wild. Honestly, we'll probably have... Hopefully everything stay open, but there's always the risk that we will have closures again. I'm actually much more worried about the longer term because, yeah, this year may be great for workers. Uh, maybe next year will be, but eventually we have a threat of automation. I don't think I, sh- I should even say threat. We will have changes because of automation. So some of the people who have a lot of bargaining power now may find less in future. Hmm. What, what industries would you point to for that? Well, definitely factories. We've seen that already, that we've seen a lot of automation there. But certainly in the restaurant industry, right now, it's really hard to find people to do anything, you know, wait tables or be there at the drive through lane. Uh, if you look at the kind of technology that's being pioneered, I mean, I've seen, um, I think it's Japan has tried robots in the drive through lanes, or well, I'm not sure what they're even called, but you know, you don't necessarily mm-hmm. have to have a human being there. I mean, we've already moved to that. If you go into a McDonald's, for example, there's the kiosk ordering, Starbucks has that. We'll just see more and more of that. Uh, it's not necessarily a bad thing. People can be moving to higher paid positions and better positions, but these things tend to be a little bit painful as we make the the adjustments to them. Yeah, like I, I think of, you know, the, the development of 
grocery stores where you you know you don't need to go to the cashier all of those those jobs may be automated right out of existence Right. I mean, it's been a pretty slow transformation there because, as we know, the technology in grocery stores often leaves a lot to be desired. I mean, it's getting better, but it really hasn't been perfect, so people have resisted it. But now I think it's going to get better much more quickly in a lot of industries. So you know, that's a consideration. But right now, there's a window for workers. Right now, there are a lot of demands for workers and not enough people in a lot of industries. So I think it, it'll be an interesting time. Workers can kind of set the agenda, at least for, for some period of time. All right, Linda, give me some you know some practical advice for those out there. I, I, I told the story about don't fall for the uh, inflated title that gets you nothing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm way beyond that too. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> what, what's uh, the play here for workers who maybe find themselves in demand? Well, yeah, that's a good thing. I mean, um, you can ask for money, and that's obviously the top of everyone's list. What a lot of companies are offering now is tuition reimbursement. I should think I think that's one to think about pretty carefully because uh, that's a great thing. You can't have that taken away once you get the uh, the credential. Credentialism is not everything. I always say that it's more about your skills and what you can bring. Uh, but if somebody's willing to pay for training and retraining and more training uh, or whatever kind of education, you should certainly think about that. Um, um, and then, you know, there's a lot of things that uh, that people are getting. Sometimes there's signing bonuses or longer vacations or, yeah, you know, the, the, t- the job titles, I guess, if nothing else. <laughs> <laughs> what, uh, Linda, what do you see as the future of work? Do, do you believe that that hybrid model is, is the one going forward? Because it depends on what industry you look at. You, you see some some tension out there in a lot of industries trying to get workers to come back more than they're comfortable with. Yeah, I think, Ellen, we're going to see a lot of experimentation over the next few years, you know, what the ideal model is. Some companies will say, no, we're not going to allow remote workers. We want everybody back. And then they won't be able to find who they want. And they'll say, well, wow, there's a guy in Vancouver who could do this. We're in Toronto, but that's you know, who we want, and we're going to make that work. And then so they'll go back on some of that. Or they'll try hybrid. But hybrid, you know, coming into the office two days a week, that's not really perfect either because you can't live too far out if you're going to do that. And you're going to see some resistance there. So I think there's going to be a lot of back and forth, uh, a lot of changing the technology, a lot of changing if the office set up to make this work when you have some people who are remote, some people who aren't there. It'll be a really different place in five years. It's going to be fascinating, and I really appreciate you coming on and talking to us about it today. Glad to be here.